Today, we are going to talk about why you might be in the habit of giving up on yourself and how to break that cycle and start keeping your commitments to yourself. Welcome to the Binge Eating Coach Podcast, the podcast that helps you go from intellectually knowing how to stop binge eating to really taking action and healing your relationship with food. Because you deserve more space in your life for the things that really matter to you. My name is Krista Couch, your host, recovered bulimic and binge eating coach. Now let's get started. Hey friends. So today I wanted to talk about this cycle that I know I was in and most of the people that I talk to and work with struggle with the same thing. It's the cycle of waking up and making this plan that today's going to be the day. Today's the day that you're not going to binge, that you're going to break this cycle. Recovery is real this time. It's going to happen. You're not going to binge anymore. That's a thing of the past. And sometimes we make plans. I know that's something I did. I would make these elaborate plans of how I was going to stop binging or just wake up with this renewed commitment. And that can last for a little bit. But usually what happens is it ends in a binge and it's back to square one. Sometimes that can result in a few days of binging or the cycle where you end up binging for a little bit, but then you end up back where you're at and you are in this place where you're committed to recovery again and things go well for a little bit. If you experience this cycle or some variation of it, you are not alone at all. I think for me, I started to lose trust in myself because of how many times I had repeated this cycle. Clearly, there was a personal defect that I needed to work through because I could not keep my commitments to myself. That's what I thought. I thought there was something wrong with me that I needed to fix. This is one of the main things that I help my clients with because I know that it's really challenging when you're in this cycle to see any hope and have the belief that you're really going to conquer this. And so something that I talk with my clients on is building this relationship with yourself. If you can have a relationship with yourself where you know you're going to keep your commitments and honor your word to yourself, that's the kind of relationship with yourself that's going to help you achieve whatever you are trying to achieve. So I think it's so important to talk about specifically in this context of food because once you can master this with food and keeping your commitments with yourself there and understanding the psychology behind it, everything else is going to become easier. The first thing that you need to understand is that our brains do not like being uncomfortable. When we experience discomfort, our brain says, no, thank you. Let's find the easy path. Let's get out of this discomfort. And this is so good. I'm so glad that our brains have learned to be efficient and create more processes and things that help our lives be efficient. However, when it comes to avoiding discomfort, this same amazing thing that has helped us survive and make our lives more efficient has also held us back. And it's what keeps us turning to things that help us avoid and feel good and numb. That's why so many people struggle with addiction. I think that talking about this is so important because if you can understand psychology and the way that your brain works a little bit, it can help you really master this cycle where you 
don't honor your commitments to yourself. Something you may have heard before is the marshmallow test. There was a study done with kids that they had a marshmallow in front of them and they were told that if they waited 15 minutes or something like that, then they'd get a bigger prize. Some kids waited and got the bigger prize and some kids ate the marshmallow when they were alone with it for 15 minutes. Then what happened is they tracked these kids throughout their lives and looked at their success and the ways that it impacted the trajectory of their life. And they didn't notice that the kids that were able to wait and the kids that were able to sit there for 15 minutes and just stare at the marshmallow knowing that there was a bigger prize ahead were the same kids that succeeded in life. I used to hear this and be like, okay, well, I guess success is a predetermined thing. That is something that I'm never going to have. I was never a patient kid, so I must be screwed. And I struggle with binge eating, so I must just be defective. I think what's so important to understand is that you can learn this skill of putting off what you want in the moment and processing that discomfort. That is the key to opening up doors for yourself and making it easier to have a relationship with food where you can enjoy different kinds of foods and eat intuitively, but not feel compelled to eat or feel out of control. Such an important part of this is understanding your brain is just trying to avoid discomfort. And when you can learn to embrace discomfort and use it as a tool to help you, you've really unlocked a key that can help you be successful. And that's why these kids went on to be so successful in their life. The kids that waited were willing to sit in discomfort for the 15 minutes or whatever it was to get the marshmallow and a prize. They weren't going to just give in to the temporary pleasure because they saw the bigger picture. When it comes to food, this can get a little bit tricky. You might think, oh, well, I just need to develop this superhuman self-control and that's where I'm going to get all this success. And clearly I don't have that. I know that that's something I believed. I believe that I just wasn't a person with the kind of self-control that I needed. I had all this evidence. I was binge eating. Clearly I didn't have self-control. But the fact is self-control isn't what's going to help you stop binge eating emotional maturity and emotional skills that you can develop are the key here. Learning how to sit in discomfort is the key. That's how you can have control and peace in your life. And not just feel like you're constantly resisting or constantly about to break, but truly feel free. And I think that's such an important distinction. Because a really free relationship with food to me, it doesn't mean that you're constantly worried that you're going to break. It means that you can really honestly go throughout your life and feel at peace and not fear that you're going to lose control or end up binging. That's so important to understand. If you're like me, you might be listening and being like, okay, but how do I apply this? I'm the kind of person that likes to have an action plan. I've been reading this book by Brian Tracy called Eat the Frog, and it's about time management, but there was something that occurred to me as I was reading that applies to binge eating recovery, and that is when you wake up, the first thing that you should do is the thing that's the most daunting, 
but also the thing that's going to help you achieve the goals that you have for a year from now. So if in a year from now you want to be somebody who doesn't struggle with food, what is one thing that you can commit to? Not 10 things, not 50 things, but one thing that you can commit to doing first thing in the morning every day to create that result for yourself? What is one frog you can eat early in the day and make sure that it's something that gets done and that you're fully committed to and that you conquer that first thing in the day? Sometimes there's a temptation to overcomplicate recovery. But really, if you want to change your relationship with food, it's an accumulation of showing up for yourself every day. So the first thing that I want you to think about is what is one thing that you can do every day to take a step closer to your recovery? Some things that can help are meditation. They are taking care of your mental well-being. So like journaling, maybe taking a walk outside or stepping outside every day and making sure that happens. Maybe it's meal planning. Maybe setting up a plan is what's going to help you. And that's something that you need to conquer first thing in the morning every day. The purpose of picking one thing is that when we constrain ourselves and focus on achieving one goal and focusing on following through with one thing that's measurable and that you can focus on, it allows you to really achieve that instead of having 50 goals, like, okay, I want to stop binging, I want to achieve this in my career, I want to run a marathon, I want to conquer the world and climb Mount Everest. I think that sometimes we get overly ambitious and instead of achieving all those things, we give up on everything. So focus 100% on one little thing that you can do. If you can really focus on your relationship with food for a short period of time, it will help you long term. So the first thing that you're going to do is create a habit of doing one thing that's going to support your recovery first thing in the morning. The second thing is learning to embrace discomfort. When you are in that moment where all of a sudden your brain is like, okay, time to binge, it's screaming for you to binge. In that moment, are you willing to feel uncomfortable? Are you willing to check in and ask yourself, what am I feeling right now? If you are willing to do that, you are going to be able to start processing the urge to binge. This is how you rewire your brain. This is how you make it so much easier for yourself and really conquer binge eating for good. So think about that. How can you let yourself process the urge to binge? How can you get to that point? It's something that's really helpful to think about. How can you work on every day embracing discomfort and letting yourself feel and process the urge to binge when it comes up? This is so important in recovery. And if you want to change your relationship with food, focusing on conquering the urge to binge is the goal that's going to help you get there. Sometimes we overcomplicate what it takes to heal your relationship with food. What happens is we do those things that I was talking about at the beginning of the episode where we wake up and are committed to recovery and then later in the day it ends with a binge. And I did that over and over again. But what if you approach it this way? What if you wake up every day and the first thing that you do is you do something that's going to support your recovery? Just one thing. You meditate, you journal, you make a meal plan, focus on one thing at a time. 
And then you focus on processing discomfort. When the desire to binge comes up, when the desire to give in to any eating disorder urge comes up, process it. Let yourself feel the discomfort. Let yourself get uncomfortable because that's where powerful transformations happen. I know that doing this is not easy, but the bigger reward for doing this is a simpler life. A life where you don't feel like food is holding you back. A life where you can make choices with the big picture in mind. And to me, this is what it's all about. That's the whole point of healing your relationship with food, is to create this life where food isn't holding you back. So if you can commit to doing this, even when it's not easy, even when you don't get the reward right away, even when you have to feel uncomfortable, you are opening up so many doors for yourself. I know that binge eating isn't a marshmallow. It feels very overwhelming and it's a lot to process. You don't have to be perfect at this. But if you can constrain yourself to really just work on your relationship with food and work on embracing discomfort and processing that fully, you can overcome this. Even if it's messy, even if it's imperfect, if you make little steps every day, you're going to conquer this. It's going to happen, and I know it's possible for you because I witnessed it over and over again. I witnessed myself recover, and I've also witnessed so many other women conquer this for good. Something else that's important to talk about is that when you do feel stuck, it's important to ask for help. We are limited by our own brains, and we have blind spots. And for me, coaching is what really helped me see my blind spots and see where I was giving up on myself, see where I was giving in to the urge because I didn't really open my mind to see that there was another option. Coaching was what helped me, first of all, learn to process discomfort, but also recognize I had all of these blind spots where I was keeping myself stuck. I have several different coaching options that I offer. If you go to kristacouchcoaching.com and click work with me, you can find the most current way to work with me. The reason I'm so excited about what I do and the reason I have this podcast is because when you get this stuff down, it doesn't just help you with your relationship with food. It can help you in your relationships with other people, parenthood, your career, other goals that you have that you want to achieve. And when you can learn these skills of allowing discomfort And learning how to master your brain by having constraint and focusing on one goal at a time. You can really conquer anything. And this stuff is so important because I know that I held myself back in so many areas of my life. Not just food. I held myself back because I had blind spots and I didn't understand my brain. I was just living and trying to avoid discomfort. My brain was doing its job, but I had to learn how to outsmart that a little bit. I'm so glad that I've done that work and I love witnessing other people do it and realize that their life is improving in more ways than just their relationship with food because of this work. I like to keep these episodes short and simple and give you some things to think about. So go throughout your week and try to implement the things that I talked about and I will be back next week on the Binge Eating Coach podcast.